Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It seems somewhat unthinkable now, but once upon a time, the idea of Microsoft entering the video game space felt like a big risk. Of course, the Xbox was a roaring success, and its follow-up was even bigger. The library of Xbox 360 games is vast and full of today's titans of the industry. It's also littered with games that deserved better than they got. I'm Cy for WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 failed Xbox 360 games that became cult classics. Number 10. The Saboteur Pandemic games have been behind lots of greats, including Destroy All Humans, Mercenaries, and Star Wars Battlefront. No, not that one, the other one. But after seeing the success of Ubisoft's open-world action titles, Pandemic decided to give it a go, creating The Saboteur. The game follows an Irish racer-turned-spy during World War II who's tasked with quashing Hitler's regime in Paris. The Saboteur takes the best elements from Grand Theft Auto and Assassin's Creed, blending stealth, parkour, driving, and shooting with astounding effectiveness. But if any factor that stands out, it's the art design. Throughout your playthrough, you'll see German-controlled regions layered in black, white, and red, while liberated areas are slathered in vibrant colours. This inventive aesthetic constantly reminds the player which areas have yet to be freed, giving you more incentive to explore and kick some Nazi butt. When a solid game doesn't do well, there's usually some underlying reason, like it came out at an inconvenient time or it wasn't advertised enough. Sadly, there's no definitive explanation for why the saboteur wasn't a hit, save for the fact the game was just didn't gravitate towards it. To make this worse, Pandemic Games closed up shop shortly thereafter, making their swan song's failure all the more heartbreaking. Number 9. Alice Madness Returns American McGee worked as tech support for many iconic games, including Wolfenstein, Doom, and Quake. Despite his success, McGee hoped a day would come where he could oversee his own project. He got his wish many years later when he directed Alice, a dark reimagining of Lewis Carroll's Alice Adventures in Wonderland. Because Alice did well critically and financially, McGee got to work on the sequel, Alice Madness Returns. It may have fallen short of expectations, but Madness Returns has plenty to offer. This time around, the twisted elements that defined the previous entry were cranked up to 11, especially the Dollmaker. The simplest components are breathtaking, whether it's the exquisite environment or the physics of our heroine's hair. Despite these positives, Madness Returns had enough issues for gamers to write it off completely. Although it's become popular in recent years, it's a colossal shame this sequel didn't stick the landing on its initial release. American McGee had so many other ideas for the IP, including two sequels, a series of short films, and a movie. But after Madness Returns didn't work out, it encouraged the talented gaming director to retire from the industry for good. Number 8. Brutal Legend 
When a game isn't promoted well, it's usually because the advertisements don't make the product look interesting. However, a good promo can be just as damaging if it misrepresents the IP. For example, Dead Island's teaser was nothing like the finished product, and trailers for the Kinect gave the impression the peripheral actually, you know, worked. And few games encapsulate this problem better than Brutal Legend. All the promotions sold this head-banging rockfest as God of War with guitars. In reality, the gameplay was a hybrid of action-adventure and real-time strategy. Once it became common knowledge how misleading the commercials were, sales dried up fast. Although Heavy Metal fans were initially disappointed, Brutal Legend is a blast if you judge it on its own merits rather than what was falsely promised. It boasts a phenomenal voice cast including Jack Black, Tim Curry, Lemmy Kilmeister, Lita Ford and a surprisingly coherent Ozzy Osbourne. There are a hundred songs which is enough to satiate any music fan. The dialogue is hilarious, the gameplay is creative and the stage battles suitably rock. Even if you're not fanatical about this kind of music, Brutal Legend is a ton of fun. Number 7. Alan Wake when you break down the numbers, there's no question Alan Wake was a success. On the Xbox 360 alone, this detective thriller sold 2 million units. So why is it on this list? Although Alan Wake's success is incontestable, it deserved so much better. You see, Remedy Entertainment had the misfortune of releasing this project just before Red Dead Redemption, and in two weeks Red Dead made 1.5 million sales, and in the same time frame Alan Wake didn't manage one tenth that amount. But it wasn't all bad news, through word of mouth Alan Wake gained a lot of traction over the following months, giving sales a boost. Sadly, this created another problem. Alan Wake wasn't just good, it was too good. Consumers were so desperate to get their hands on the game, it was pirated like crazy. In fact, it was the most pirated Xbox 360 game of the year, save for Call of Duty Black Ops. Because of this, the developers believed they potentially lost over a million sales. Alan Wake sold decently, but it could have doubled its profits if it had a better release date and wasn't illegally downloaded. Number 6. Shadows of the Damned in Shadows of the Damned, badass demon hunter Garcia and his wisecracking sidekick Johnson, who's also his gun and his motorcycle, venture to hell to rescue Garcia's lover. Based on the promos, Shadows of the Damned looks like it tries way too hard to be edgy. Even Dante from Devil May Cry would tell Garcia to rein it in a little. Yes, it may be schlocky as hell, literally, but Shadows of the Damned is fantastic. It successfully blends the cool and campy parts of Evil Dead and Resident Evil while still feeling fresh. Due to the innovative gameplay, astounding sound design and fantastic boss battles, it looked like Shadows of the Damned was a franchise in the making. Although New IP always has an uphill battle, this project should have generated a lot of hype purely because of the talent behind it. It was developed by Grasshopper Productions immediately after the success of No More Heroes 2. It was scored by Silent Hill composer Akira Yamaoka, but most importantly it was produced by Resident Evil 4 director Shinji Mikami. With this dream team, how could it not be a hit? Sadly, it didn't pan out. In its first month, Shadows of the Damned only sold 24,000 copies in the US, and that's including PlayStation 3 versions as well. Now, nobody is going to pretend Shadows of the Damned is perfect, but the Demon Blasting adventure title has so many great qualities, it should have performed far better. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Number five, Spec Ops The Line. Spec Ops has been around since 1998, and yet it's never been the moneymaker it should have been. However, Jaeger Studios recognised the tactical shooter's potential and decided to go all in for the 10th instalment, Spec Ops The Line. The game was praised for its narrative, vibrant art, and focus on character development. It had the epic set pieces which gamers came to expect, but it focused more on the psychological struggle that soldiers endure, especially when faced with moral dilemmas. Unfortunately, the line couldn't contend with bigger military shooters like Battlefield and Call of Duty, especially especially since Black Ops 2 was released the same year. Spec Ops The Line was anything but a COD clone, but that didn't stop it getting lost in the shuffle. Because Spec Ops had been dormant for a decade, Jaeger Studios hoped The Line would revitalise the IP. Instead, it was the final nail in the coffin. It sold so abysmally in its first week, it was beaten by LEGO Batman 2. Although The Line is now hailed as a cult classic, it's directly responsible for killing the Spec Ops series. Number 4. Near. Nier is a spin-off of the Drakengard franchise and centres around the fifth ending of the original game. If you didn't understand that sentence, you're probably not shocked to learn that the game flopped big time. It didn't help Nier went by different titles based on location and the system it was on. The PS3 version was called Nier Replicant in Japan, while the Xbox 360 port was Nier Gestalt. The whole situation is so unnecessarily confusing, the studio behind it shouldn't have been surprised when Nier didn't get near its sales quota, huh? <laughs> but Nier did just make enough to warrant a sequel and thank the gaming gods it did since Nier Automata is a freaking masterpiece. Not only did the follow-up spawn DLCs and crossovers, it encouraged gamers to check out the predecessor. As such, gamers have a newfound respect for the series as a whole since they can appreciate the original story, characters and music. Nier developed such a resurgence it received a remaster, although this was based on the PS3 version, not the Xbox 360 port. Normally it's frustrating when a great game doesn't get the praise it deserves, Unfortunately, everything worked out for Nier in the long run. Number 3. Lost Odyssey on paper, Lost Odyssey sounded like a guaranteed hit. This turn-based IP was written by Final Fantasy creator Hironobu Sakaguchi and scored by visionary composer Nobuo Uematsu. Based on that information alone, how could any JRPG fan not throw their hard-earned money at it? Apart from the loading times, nearly every aspect of Lost Odyssey was praised, especially the skill system, the combat, and the visual novel flashback sequences. Since Lost Odyssey was literally the biggest game on the Xbox 360, it came on four discs, players were guaranteed to get their money's worth. And yet Lost Odyssey tanked spectacularly for one simple reason, brand recognition. It may have had Final Fantasy's creator at the helm, but it didn't have the name. When FF13 launched two years later, it was ripped apart by critics, and yet it sold 11 million copies, over 20 times what Lost Odyssey managed. Lost Odyssey's failure is more frustrating in hindsight, since it's only gotten better with age. Unlike the recent Final Fantasy installments, Lost Odyssey isn't bogged down by unnecessary 
twists, nonsensical plots, and convoluted mechanics. It never loses sight of the fundamental elements, allowing the player to enjoy the experience from beginning to end. Number 2. Darksiders 2 Darksiders 2 follows up directly from the events of the original, with the Horseman of the Apocalypse Death trying to clear the name of his brother War, who's accused of ending humanity. Darksiders 2 looks like more of the same on the surface, but the gameplay and mechanics have been fine-tuned to perfection. Although the dungeon crawling can be a slog, the arenas here are so well designed, navigating through them never feels like a chore. No matter how many times you hack and slash enemies, it always feels satisfying. So, because Darksiders 2 is brilliant, it should have done well, and to the untrained eye, it's seemed like it brought in the megabucks. Darksiders 2 sold 1.5 million copies and was the best-selling game in the month it debuted. Unfortunately, Darksiders 2 didn't come close to earning a profit since its budget was a hefty $59 million, making it one of the most expensive video games ever. The current IP holders admitted that the game's cost was ridiculous, stating we can produce a product of the same quality but for a lower cost. The fact that its publisher, THQ, went into liquidation shortly after cemented Darksiders 2's reputation as a failure even further. Number 1. Enslaved Odyssey to the West What happens when Teen Ninja put together an action-adventure title based on China's most influential story, with a script penned by Oscar-nominated writer Alex Garland and Andy Serkis playing the lead? Well, you get Enslaved Odyssey to the West, one of the best games on the Xbox 360. Because of the superb voice cast, flawless gameplay, beautiful cutscenes, immersive soundtrack and magnificent story, Enslaved felt like it was born to become a lucrative multi-entry franchise. According to Namco Bandai, that was the idea anyway, if it sold over a million copies, Enslaved was sure to become one of their hottest IPs. But after a month it was reported that the game only sold 800,000 units. And if you think that sounds disappointing, Namco discovered three months later that their data was incorrect and they had sold less than half a million in total. After a year, Enslaved only generated 730,000 sales, convincing the studio to abandon plans to turn it into a series. Much like Lost Odyssey, Enslaved suffered due to its branding. The game's central inspiration, Journey to the West, has been a pivotal part of Chinese culture for the last five centuries. Unfortunately, the beautifully crafted saga has never taken hold in the Western world. Enslaved Odyssey to the West is a treasure, but its lack of recognition may have doomed it from the very beginning. And that's the list. Let us know what you thought of this video down in the comments below. Which of these Xbox 360 cult classics is your favourite? And of course, let us know of any others down there as well. Make sure you like this video, share it with your friends, subscribe and hit that notification bell. You can head over to whatculture.com for more content every day. Follow me on Twitter at Cyniac underscore 123. I've been Cy for What Culture, and have a good week. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.